Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is Friday, February 4th, 2022. I've got my cup of Black Rifle coffee, and I'm ready to share with you today. This is a ministry where we share about all things freedom in Christ and how we can live that out in our everyday lives. We've been going through a some chapters of a book that I wrote last year called The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. And we talked about last time how now that we are have entered into this relationship with Christ, uh, Christ is actually now our source, our source for life. And we've kind of been going in to what does that mean? What does that look like? And so there's this really, uh, today I want to talk about how Jesus describes himself as the living Water, living water, and what what does that look like? What does that mean? How how is that relevant to us as even as we're dealing with an addiction, maybe an addiction to pornography, and we've gone to this outside source for some type of coping mechanism or some type of relief or some type of healing? When the living water that Jesus describes himself is actually already in us, we have it. So there's this really uh, incredible encounter that Jesus has uh, in John chapter four. And I talk about it in my book, and it's this this encounter that he has with a with a Samaritan woman. Now, if you know uh, from historical, uh, you know, just facts, is that Jews, which Jesus was a Jew, uh, he Jews did, did, uh, did not associate with Samaritans. Okay, they did everything they could to kind of go out of their way to not associate. There was a prejudice there. There was a there was a uh, just a looking down upon them. So, so, but the scripture says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. Now, did he have to go through? Probably not. But scripture says he had to. There was a divine intervention that was going to be happening, a divine encounter that was getting ready to happen. And so, there's this there's this woman that's living there, uh, and this woman. Let's just be honest. Uh, she's been you know desperately looking for something in her life. Something to put her hope in, something to to put her, some something to find her source in, and so she was coming to the well at noon because uh, most of most of the other women would come at different times of the day, and she she was not the most upstanding citizen, if you will. Uh, she she just wasn't. So she went at a different time because she knew she was going to be by herself. Well, she had no idea she would encounter. The Lord, the Messiah, right? So she she comes to, as Jesus comes to the well, he's been walking. He's physically thirsty. So he's what, what I want you to see here is that Jesus is going to use a physical illustration, a physical need that he has uh, in order to demonstrate a spiritual example, a spiritual example. So we forget sometimes, right, that Jesus was a human being, like he had physical needs. He he got thirsty. He was literally thirsty. He comes to the well. The Samaritan woman is there. And he, you know, he asks her for a drink of water. Would you give <laughs> would you give me a drink? You know, and she kind of does this look like, what are you what are you saying? I mean, don't you know who I am? I mean you you're a Jew. I mean, you're. I mean, she was shocked that he was even speaking to her. And Jesus says to her then, and in 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 a paraphrase, kind of of John chapter four, seven through ten, he kind of says, "Well, you know, if you knew who I was, <laughs> you'd be asking me for the water instead, right?" So he's already starting in with this spiritual, you know, these the, the spiritual words. And so, 
You know, I, I'm probably, if you kind of enter the story, this woman, I'm putting myself in this woman's shoes for a minute. You're probably thinking, man, this guy may be off his rocker a little bit. First of all, he's talking to me. First of all, he's, second of all, you know, not only did Jews not talk to, to Samaritans, but men didn't talk to women a lot in that day. So there, there's this like, what in the world is this guy up to? And then he's asking me for water. He's asking me for water. And so so uh, then Jesus goes on and he tells her something. As this conversation, he begins he begins to tell her things about her life that he shouldn't know, right? He 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 says, you know, you've had five husbands, and the man that you're living with is is now your husband. Okay, so now at some point this light bulb goes on. Oh man, this guy this guy knows something about me. This guy <laughs> he he must be some type of prophet or something, right? He's like, okay, so so. Jesus actually at this point, okay, he he actually is the only time that we can that that I know of that we can see in scripture is where Jesus actually refers to himself as the Christ, as the Messiah. And so he does this, and you know, in verse 25 there, he calls himself, uh, he says, and she says, I know the Messiah is coming. And then when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then this, and then Jesus says, says, um, I, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. So he reveals his identity. He tell, he lets her know, you know, who, who she is. But I want to go back a verse because there is, there's something, there's something that happens that he says in verse 14. That's, that's where I want to go with this today. Uh, something is so important, but in verse 14, it says, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Jesus actually calls himself living water. Isn't that incredible? Like that's, he defines himself as that. He explains to her that if she drinks this water, she drinks from him, she'll never be thirsty again. He has something so much better uh, that will satisfy her spiritually, her spiritual thirst, which is really what she's looking for, right? So here, Jesus is using, again, the physical world to show us a spiritual example. Okay, she's thinking in terms of the physical. All right, this guy needs a drink of water. What's he talking about? Living water. But Jesus is using the physical to explain the spiritual. Okay, she has nothing to lose, so she kind of she kind of goes along along with this. But then she realizes, you know, yeah, okay, this this guy's some kind of prophet. He's he, you know, this is the only time that we know where Jesus voluntarily tells someone that he's the Lord. All right. Uh, you know, again, so we go back now. What does Jesus reveal? He's got five different husbands. None of them are satisfying. She's living with the guy that she's with now. Okay. Uh, something inside of her, when Jesus says this, there's something inside of her that strikes a chord. Okay. She's, she believes it. All right. So like her, put her, put yourself in her shoes for a minute. Like, like the, the answer to her, her, her life, if you will, spiritually speaking, not relational. Don't think externals, think internal. Okay. The answer to her prayers have finally come. These men in her life haven't done that, haven't done it. All right. And even the current man has not done it. Okay. So she's looked to another person to fulfill a need that only God can meet. Okay, sound familiar? That's something that we all do at times, right? So she's looked at five different, <laughs> five different sources. Okay, there's that word source, right? To complete her, to satisfy her, to give her meaning, to give her her identity. But Jesus reveals who he is. 
And there's something within her, there's something there that, that knows that he is the one that her soul's been longing for. Like there's something that, that goes there. And, and we're not told her name. We're not told much about her afterwards. We're just, we're just told that she goes and tells everybody <laughs> in her town about Jesus, about the Messiah. He's come. Like she was the first evangelist, right? Like she was the first one that told other people about Jesus. I mean, this is incredible, right? Uh, and so, so yeah, she does. So she goes and she tells other people. And so I want you to put yourself in the story here and, and just think about it. Sure, you can think about it in terms of addiction, but you can think about it in terms of relational, relationally, uh, financially, health-wise, whatever, whatever losses, whatever you're experiencing right now or have maybe experienced in your life. And maybe you're listening to this and you're just like, man, yeah, Matt, you know, if I was honest, I've, I've gone to... I've gone to pornography for for my source in my life. I thought it was going to satisfy. I thought it was going to give me what I really wanted and and now I can't seem to stop or or maybe you would say, you know, I, I thought that that this marriage or this relationship would fully satisfy and and it just it just hasn't. It just there's 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 just something that's that, that's missing and you know, even the best of relationships there still can be an ache in the soul because the only complete relationship that we are offered in this life is the one with Christ in us. Uh, maybe it's you've gone through a divorce uh, and then the pain of that is is just been crippling and, and you don't know what to do. You don't know where, you know, if you're going to be alone the rest of your life, you don't know, you know, any of that. There's so many, you have more questions than you do answers. Uh, you know, maybe it's been a health setback. You've you've gone through you know different health issues, and you you look to your health for your identity, or you look to uh, your finances for your identity. Maybe it's a business you've had some business losses, and you've it's not you know turned out the way you thought it was going to be. You know whatever that is, right? For me, ultimately, I was looking to pornography to provide that sense of acceptance for me. It gave me the acceptance. There wasn't anything I had to do to clean myself up. I just can't, you know, come as I, come as I was, and there it was. It was available to me. It never questioned me. It never said no to me. It never rejected me. It was it was just always there. It was always available, and so that was the source that I went to for significance. The source I went to for acceptance. The source I went to for validation, if you will, because it never said no. But here's what I want you to know, that in Christ, at the spirit level, when Jesus says those words, never thirst again, that's a done deal for us, okay? At the spirit level, where his spirit is joined to our spirit, we're, we're fully satisfied. So the, the, the next part of this, though, is where, where we talk about the soul. Our soul can still be thirsty when we're trying to live outside of what we already have in our spirit, the source is already there, Christ in us, right? Christ in me, the hope of glory, it's there. And if I choose to turn inward and draw from that source, which he says is the living water, that's the only source that I truly need to draw from, okay, then I, then I already am satisfied in my soul as well. But when I project my soul outward and I project my needs outward, instead of going inward to the spirit that I already have in me, when I project those needs outwardly, then that's when I can get into trouble because I'm looking to someone or something outside of what I already have Christ in me for that, for that identity, for that acceptance. And here's the thing. This is where it gets tricky. It doesn't always 
have to appear to be something that would be outright destructive. Okay, it could be you're placing your significance and you're looking for your source in your religious activity, in your recovery plan even, in your in, in a relationship, in, a, in, a, in finances, in health, whatever. The, all things that are blessings of God, right? But if they become something that I'm looking to that source to fulfill, to complete, to satisfy at the soul level, Okay, our spirit's already been satisfied. That's a done deal. That's a, that's a place that's already secure and eternal and at, and at rest. But he wants our spirit, our soul to be at rest too. And so it's kind of like this. I use this example too sometimes is in my backyard, if I have two wells, one is a well of fresh water and one is a well of salt water. And I go to the, I know that the well of fresh water is the one that I really want and have, but yet I continually go to the salt water one, and I drink of it, what's going to happen? I'm going to be I'm going to be even more thirsty than I was before. And that's what happens, right, when we go to a different source. This woman was now on her sixth man. She thought, oh, yeah, you know what, the next one, it's going to be the next one. The next one's going to provide what, I, what I'm looking for. And yet, it didn't. It didn't, because no, here's the thing, no human being can provide for us what only God can, which is unconditional love, acceptance, approval, all those kind of things. Now, can God use other people? Absolutely, he can. And so so she's on her sixth man, and she finally interacts with Jesus, and he says, come and drink from me, and you will never thirst again. Now, that's a salvation question question, but that's also for us is applicable, I believe, after salvation. Because the bottom line is, now that we're in Christ, we can still go to other sources for life. And so the question becomes then, what source am I going to? Am I living from the freshwater well that I already have in me? Or am I continuing to go to this other source, this other well, this salt water well, if you will, that's going to leave me even more thirsty? And so, you know, I, I talk to people all the time and, and even just knowing my own journey of, you know, what are we looking for? What, what losses have we experienced? And, and, and there, there's just, there's so much pain, right? There's so much pain right now in the world. There's so much loss that's, that's gone on and, and. She, you know, people can keep looking, we can keep looking for these other sources and we can keep going, hoping that there's going to be finally the satisfaction. This is going to be what's, what I'm going to need. And then again, John 14, 4, 14 comes up and says, but those who drink the water I give will never thirst again. The word never is all-inclusive, right? Never means never. He's not leaving any wiggle room there. Drink from me. So just like I've talked about how freedom, like we're free, in Christ we're free, but, but, but we're not always living free. We're, we're sometimes going to other things that are not living from the freedom. Same thing here. We have the living water in us. But are we drawing from that? Are we, are we drinking from it? to use a physical term, right? Are we drinking from the well of living water that's living living inside of us? So let me let me close today with asking a few questions. You know, uh, I mean, like I said, never never thirst again means never, right? 
um, at salvation, our spiritual thirst has been met fully in Christ, and now in our soul, our soul, He wants us to drink from this living water that already exists, this overflowing spring of fresh living water that's in us. But the question arises: What do you, what are you thirsty for in your soul? What are you looking, what are you looking to or for from somebody else or someone else or something else? Are you looking for peace? Are you looking for Love, purpose, acceptance, validation. You're just looking for more. Like maybe I'm just, I just, I just want more. All of these, let me, let me say this to you in love and encouragement. All of these have been met completely in Christ. Your search is over at the spirit level. Your thirst has been met. You will never thirst again. And now the invitation is from the soul level to drink, to drink from the living water. You don't need more of God. He's made you complete in Him. And so what are you thirsty for? Are you stressed out? Are you lonely? Are you bored and just kind of looking for purpose? What about acceptance, validation? Maybe this addiction is, that's what you're looking to get out of this. And so all of these things are available to us, but the best thing that's available to us is the invitation from Jesus. And he simply says, drink from me and you'll never thirst again. The truth is we can still be trying to meet this soul level thirst in other other ways outside of Christ. We can believe lies that life is, that life and real contentment is, you know, found in Something or someone else, you know, a good marriage, a nice family, a job that pays well, all good things, all blessings the Lord provides. But if we're looking to those things as our source and maybe looking to others to give us what only Christ can give, he's the only one that can quench that thirst for salvation and also at our soul. If we're going to those things, we're going to be left thirsty. We're going to be parched. We're actually going to be more thirsty. Because if, you know, and those of you that know addiction know that the more you go to that source that's not the living water, it actually makes you want to go to it more, but it also leaves you even more thirsty than before. The thing that promised to satisfy you the most actually leaves you more thirsty because they can never be fully satisfying. God wants us to know and accept that he's already fully satisfied our spiritual thirst in him. And here's the thing, if we doubt this, if we question it, if we believe the lie, we're actually going to continue that pursuit of looking for satisfaction in the wrong places. And so the invitation is there. What are you looking for? Jesus says the living water's there. The living water's there. Will you drink from me? The bottom line is, my thirst, your spiritual thirst, is quenched completely in Him. I didn't used to believe that. I definitely much better believe that today. That that's not only at the spirit level, but in my soul, that I know that I can choose to live from and drink from Him every day. I don't have to seek to meet these needs apart from Him. His Spirit in me is convincing me, And that's a continual journey. Not always do I live this out the the way I want to, but His Spirit in me has convinced me 
that I don't thirst anymore. And what's my response? My response is simply, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then I can choose. He invites me to choose to drink from that living water in my soul. So that's the invitation today. Jesus is saying to me, saying to you, I am your source. I am living water. Drink from me and you'll never thirst again. Well, I hope that encourages you today. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear some feedback. If you're enjoying these podcasts, we'd love to to, uh, just hear some encouragement. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would so encourage us and build up and get this out to more individuals. Thank you so much. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.